2: Just a bit outside. There's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a
0: home run. Oh, my so God, God. Deep to right field. Way up there. Oh, my. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the
2: payoff pitch. Welcome into payoff pitch action networks, MLB betting podcast. We are presented by bet MGM. It is Monday, May 15th. We hope you had a great weekend. Nice mother's day. Hope you won some bets in the, in the sport of baseball, Brendan glassheen with Sean Zerillo and BJ Cunningham. We are here every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday, the payoff pitch crew Monday, Tuesdays and Fridays, please folks. Rate, review, subscribe. We are celebrating more than 100 episodes of Payoff Pitch with a giveaway. So we don't really ask for much. I don't ask for much. I mean, I asked Sean and BJ for picks, and they do a fine job. Charlie, Anthony DeBundo. All I'm asking, before we get into the the, the nitty-gritty, the, the details of this pod, please leave a five-star rating. And you can also leave a review, whether it's positive or negative. You can give BJ a bunch of crap that he doesn't know what he's talking about in terms of loving the Red Sox and Chris Sale and why they are Mm -hmm. destined for greatness. If you Mm -hmm. just leave the five-star rating and the review can go in any direction you'd like, we would appreciate it. So you can drop who your favorite analyst is. You can drop who your least favorite analyst is too. So We haven't given you that possibility, that avenue. There you go. So, and later this month, we're going to pick a few winners who will get to choose either an item from the, our Action Network merchandise site, and uh, they could also get a one-year pro subscription of the award-winning Action Network app. Let's get into the bets for Monday. 12 games. There is a four o'clock start today between the Mets and the Nats. I don't think these guys are betting on or against Patrick Corbin today, but uh Sean Zarello, why don't you take it away here? Best bet for Monday.
3: Yeah, the Cubs are grossly underpriced, I believe, today. Jamison Tyon, probably the unluckiest pitcher in baseball this season. So I've talked a lot about strikeout rate, how strikeout rate tends to stabilize quicker than other data points. Tyon, highest strikeout rate of his career thus far, and also the best strikeout minus walk rate because the strikeout rate is peaking. But a lot of guys we talk about on this podcast have an ERA drastically different from their expected ERA, or they might just be getting unlucky and allowing more hits and allowing more runners to score than your average pitcher just because they're getting hit harder. That is not the case with Jamison Ty on this season. He is an ERA of 641, but his expected ERA is 385. Batting average on balls of play, 364. Strand rate, 56%. Those should both regress to his career averages, which are right around league average. 295, 72.5%. 295, 72 and a half percent. So substantial positive regression in both areas, both ten generally luck categories. The Cubs are also a top five defensive team. So there's no reason why Tyon would be getting victimized by them more so than he would if he was playing for another team. The Astros, a top seven defensive team as well. But the Cubs are getting the better of the splits in this matchup. The Astros lineup has fallen off pretty drastically this season. They're below average offense on the year. But against righties, they rank all the way down to 24th. Against lefties, they're closer to average. So the against righties, the Astros 17% worse than league average. The Cubs are a top 10 team against right-handed pitching, but they actually improved to top five against lefties. So you have Jamison Tyon, who's been grossly unlucky, with a good defensive team behind him. The Cubs getting the better of the offensive splits on both ends of the matchup. I like the way the Cubs are trending for the rest of the year. If the Cubs end up in the wildcard hunt, I will not be surprised at all the Cubs end up adding pieces at the deadline, if they're a buyer, I will not be surprised either. So the Cubs in either half have made them closer to plus 130, like them down to about plus 140 for the first five innings, plus 143 for the full game. But they're my favorite underdog. They're my favorite bet on today's slate. And I think the value is pretty obvious considering the splits and where tie on is pitched relative to his results.
2: All right, excellent. And those numbers both available at BetMGM as we speak now. Plus 155 for the full game, plus 145 first five line. Cubs are the pick today from Zarillo for his best bet. Underdog for a best bet. Love it. Good start to a Monday. BJ, what do you got for a best bet to start us off?
4: Brewers minus 115 for the first five innings against the St. Louis Cardinals. Jack Flaherty will be on the mound for St. Louis. And we are going on four years now of him outperforming his expected metrics he's been above a 4.8 expected era pitcher for those last four seasons this season though has been a complete and utter disaster 6.1 expected era because his walk per nine rate is at 6.18 through eight starts that's a pretty decent sample size of not having good control The Brewers are one of the most patient offenses in baseball. They're top five against righties in walk percentage, and they have the sixth lowest chase rate. The stuff plus numbers for Flaherty are really concerning as well. 92 rating, pitching plus, 98. Both of those are the worst in the Cardinals rotation. He's facing Freddie Peralta, who's a pitcher that I know Sean and myself really, really like this season. Stuff plus of 109, pitching plus of 105, which is a little bit better than he was last season when he was a 2-7 expected ERA pitcher. Mm. And his last outing against the Dodgers had a fantastic start, shutting down one of the best lineups against right-handed baseball, only three hits and one run over six innings of work. I've mentioned this before, but the, the velocity and stuff plus and spin rates are all up significantly on his fastball and his slider, which are his main two pitches. Plus, he's already faced the Cardinals once this season. He went six innings, gave up four hits and just one run. And the Cardinals have been very average against right-handed fastballs and sliders. In fact, to be exact, a plus 0.1 run value, which is very, very average. The Brewers also have been the best defensive team in baseball by defensive runs saved. So they have an advantage there. While the Cardinals, who historically have been one of the best defensive teams in baseball, is right around league average this season. So I think it's a little crazy that the brewers are essentially a pick'em for the first five innings given the disparity between these two starting pitchers i have peralta and the brewers projected at minus 147 for the first five innings and if you look at the weighted on base average and weighted runs created plus numbers against right-handed pitching for both the brewers and the cardinals they're pretty much similar the cardinals are only slightly better against right-handed pitching so i really like the brewers here for the first five innings at minus 115 all right. Excellent. And the
2: Cardinals, they can't stay hot after coming out of Fenway the way they just played, right? Exactly. So they're going to come no back way. down to earth. Yeah. It almost, it bums me out now. I almost wish you this Flaherty guy was pitching against the Red Sox tonight. Yeah. What, can, what can you do? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to, by the way, everybody, you can say, I, I meant to say this too, in our, our, our giveaway
4: special, you can say nice things about BJ too. I meant to, Throw that in there i, I say said, you can but i i i'm guessing people out there would love to to write something uh mean uh towards me which is a okay. pos-
2: positive positive
4: okay. feedback is you want to i mean if you want to write positive that's totally fine uh either one i'm okay right. with it i
2: i did run that by bj before i said that off the top so i don't want people to think i'm just gaslighting him <laughs> um, okay let's go to fade the public and no surprise folks are fading the oakland ace 88 percent of the cash, ninety-six percent of the tickets coming in on Arizona tonight. Arizona visiting Oakland. Wow, this Oakland Days team. I will say, Charlie Distefano did the show on Friday, and he made a Talladega Nights reference. That's been Charlie's new thing. He, he uses a movie reference, like a, if you were. And it, it's good for Fridays too because people stay home. They want to catch a flick when they want to stay home and not do anything, or watch baseball or watch the Oakland Days. And Oakland delivered an in extra innings. Marvelous because I bet the A's too with Charlie, and it was great. And they had no reason to win that game, right? It was crazy going into extras, and they won the game nine seven, walk off home run. But they're really bad, huh? Nine and 33. And the folks, the people, Zarillo, are not uh going to bet them. So I'm asking you on this Monday with the A's at, uh, let me see right now here at Bet MGM. Sorry, I just lost my. Here they are. They're at plus 165, Arizona minus 200. Are you willing to go to Oakland on this Monday? The public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going
0: to handle the public?
3: Need the line to come up more in order to consider betting the A's. The A's, by the way, pacing for a 35-win season, which would be one of the worst in Major League history. That is the worst since the 2003 Detroit Tigers who went 43 and 119. Pud Rodriguez, I believe, was on that team. Jeremy Bonderman lost 20 games. They were bad, bad. Uh, I watched a lot of that season. I was 14 years old, and the Detroit Tigers were a marvel because they were one of the worst teams in the history of professional sports. And the Oakland then, A's then they, then have they entered a that conversation. A few years later. What's that? Then the Tigers
2: became a contender a few years yeah. later. So maybe is that what's going to happen when they're in Vegas?
3: Yeah, you know, um, they're going to get an injection of money when they go to Vegas. There's a lot of major league players, Joey Gallo, Bryce Harper, who are from the Las Vegas area, Chris Bryant as well. Um, So yes, like moving to Vegas is not only going to inject them with money, but also inject them with player interest in terms of going and living back home in Vegas or playing in Vegas on top of maybe Billy Bean gets back involved and is able to build some funky super team built around these new rules and the crazy offensive environment that they are likely to have there because it will immediately play like course field off the bat, considering the air density and the elevation. So yeah, Las Vegas is going to be absolutely nuts when they move a team there. I'm excited to see what the A's are able to do with it in terms of team building, because the Rockies have been primed for some GM to come in there and try some crazy strategy for the past 25 years. And nobody's done it. I want to see somebody come in and, get me a bunch of Franver Valdezes who are going to throw a ground ball 65% of the time in course field or something like that, but nobody's ever really tried it. So curious to see if the the A's are actually a bit innovative and in how they go about it. But in terms of Monday's game, I probably needed to come up closer to plus 200. I made this line about plus 175 uh, for the A's even at home, which I mentioned last week. Um, I'm not sure if I said it on the show. I don't believe I did because I wasn't on Friday, but there's been, you know, thousands of teams who have been a home underdog in the past few seasons, but only about 10% of the time is there an underdog greater, Or sorry, only about 2% of the time is there an underdog at home greater than plus 200. It's really hard to get over plus 200 as a home team. The A's have already done it twice this season, I believe. They're going to do it again, but that's where I needed to get to in order to bet it is probably plus 200 or higher it projecting it at plus 175 but just knowing the rarity with what you get a plus 200 home dog okay
2: and by the way i had those backwards so it's 96 percent of the dollars coming in are on arizona so and then 88 percent of the tickets so just but it's still you know unbelievably sized numbers you know, no matter which way you look at it bj are you willing to back oakland tonight and fade the public on arizona
4: no i'm with sean i needed it to be two or two to one or or better i mean rosinski's been terrible like he's kind of walked per nine rate over five and his strikeout per nine rate is under four he's been atrocious i have no interest in backing him seeing merrill kelly though as a minus 200 road favorite uh is a little shocking but that just tells you how bad this ace team is but no i'm passing
3: yeah, the A's are, like, starting to break my model. Out of, I don't know about you, BJ, where I just, yep. like, have to manually downgrade them in certain I mean, areas yep. just to yep. Yep. make it a little bit more reasonable in terms of where I think the line is going to come out because yep. otherwise we'll just be betting on them every day.
4: Yeah, um, and I don't, I don't really want to do
3: that. <laughs> but, yeah, they, they've, like, broken my model. Like, the, you know, the, yep. the preseason yep. projections, like, whatever that's waiting in is kind of worthless now. They're we, we talked about it, like, Brent, Brent Rucker's having an MVP caliber season, and they're still so horrible. It's not like everybody on the team is playing that poorly. Um, their pitching is just the worst thing I've ever seen. And defense.
2: It, the yeah. first five over is juiced to uh the four and a half is juiced to minus one thirty. And I bring that up because like you guys said, Merrill Kelly hasn't been he's been good, but he has he's allowed a home run in three of his last four starts.
4: He hasn't been I would imagine his expected ERA
2: is not wonderful. Four
4: point three. Mike, he's fine. He's an average MLB pitcher and he's minus two hundred on the road. That's where we're at. That's where we're at with the A's. Okay. Yeah.
3: yeah, which means you have to project the A's pitching closer to like six, six and a half in terms of an ERA if you're getting the Diamondbacks up to minus yeah. 200 against yep. a, you know, with a guy yep. who's a 4.3 pitcher. So yeah, like that's how bad the, the A's pitching is. You have to project it over like a six earned run average in order to get this line to minus 200.
4: And
2: they also still claim the highest... uh ERA in baseball at just over seven bullpen ERA that is bullpen ERA just over seven too so their bullpen's been bad too.
3: Yeah, starting pitchers worst as well. Yeah, both both areas terrible. Yeah,
4: they don't like they don't. I don't think they have a starting pitcher that I'm like dying to battle. Like even when they were bad, it's like okay, well Frankie Montas was coming up every you know four or five days. So now they just don't have anybody that I get
3: Yeah, they had Miller, but he's hurt. Um, yeah, hopeless. Sorry, A's fans.
2: Baseball betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from insuance. Excludes Michigan. Disassociated persons, please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in michigan 1-800 gambler in indiana maryland new jersey or west virginia 1-800 bets off in iowa 1-800-981-0023 in puerto rico call 8778 hope ny or text hope ny in new york call or text tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in mississippi in ontario if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York.
1: Hey, this is Action Network Audio Director Matt Mitchell inviting you to head into the sports betting summer with new gear that's built to last and our folks at Shady Rays, friends of the podcast, They have you covered from the sun to the slopes to out at sea with their premium polarized shades. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company offering world-class products just as good as any expensive pair you've ever worn. And like our betting podcasts, their sunglasses offer the clearest possible optics. Shady Rays also offers the most bananas protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of their sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. So what does that mean? Here's what they told me. It means if you lose or break your pair, even a minute after they arrive, Shady Rays will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Plus, if you don't love them, just exchange them for a new pair or even return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays, their team always has your back. Basically the opposite of betting on the Oakland A's. So exclusively for our podcast listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code ACTION for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people.
2: So Oakland is not a dog we are willing to back on today's show. We, Zarello already talked about the Cubs as his favorite bet today. Against Houston as a dog. And you're both on the same underdog as we get to our underdog of the day.
1: Where's my dog? Uh huh.
4: Where's
1: my
2: dog? Where's my dog? And we're going to fade the Padres with the Royals. What do you got, Zerillo? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, consensus underdog did not force this one, though. The Cubs are legitimately my favorite bet, favorite underdog, but the favorite underdog that we have left is the Kansas City Royals. I like them to both have projected them closer to plus 150. We've talked a lot about Brad Keller. I've written a lot about Brad Keller this season. He's having a very odd year because I know for a fact that he's not hurt. Um, the velocity, everything holds up fine. He's just struggling and tinkering with his pitch mix. He went to drive line baseball over the winter, swapped out his entire arsenal, forcing fastball, became a cutter, slider, became a sweeper, added a curveball. It wasn't working. He was throwing his curveball as much as forty percent of the time through his first four starts, and then he scrapped it almost completely. He started pushing his slider up, his changeup up. His slider got up close to fifty percent in his last start. His last five starts, he has thirteen walks and twenty-four strikeouts, which is about as bad as it gets in terms of a major league pitcher being able to stay in rotation and walk and strike out guys. Uh, but I. I know the form is going to come for Keller. I see it. I've watched all of these starts. He's going to find it. He's just tinkering with his pitch mix, and he hasn't found it yet, but it's coming. Uh, And I think throwing this slider more might be the key. He threw it about as much as he ever has in his last start. So I would expect to see that again. He kept walking guys and then getting a double play ball immediately. Everything was on the ground in the infield. The Royals just have a horrendous defense, and they let a few of those get through. But if you look at these two pitchers on paper, Brad Keller, Michael Waka, Fangraph's projections across five different systems basically views them as the same pitcher. Their FIP ranges for both pitchers, 4.6 to 5.15. Essentially identical across those five projections. So on paper, they're very similar pitchers. Obviously the advantage for the Padres elsewhere, but I made this line about 40% for Kansas City. So anything plus 165 or better in either half would be a bet for me. They're certainly within range of both of those. And Keller's a guy I'm just going to keep backing, expecting him to find it at some point. You know, I've I've downgraded him, I guess, a little bit relative to where I had him earlier in the year when I thought he would improve off of the new pitch mix, and I have him back to previous levels. But even there, I still like him.
2: Plus 170, both halves right now at yep. BetMGM. BJ, you're on Kansas City as well. The consensus dog. Your arguments
4: for the Royals. I am, and I'm just going to echo everything Sean has said about Brad Keller. But I'll I'll talk about Michael Waka, uh, who's going who's going to be facing, who has vastly outperformed his expected metrics going on four years now, and really did a, you know vastly outperformed with Boston last season. Through seven starts this season, he's around a five expected yard. And it's all because all of his pitches are just incredibly below average. His stuff plus rating is 90 but his location plus rating is 103. So he's getting by with very below average stuff and just locating his pitch as well. But what tends to happen with pitchers like Michael Waka, you can't outrun your expected metrics, Brendan. Eventually, they will catch up. with You, you can't just keep getting hard, getting hit hard over and over again. Balls will eventually start finding the gaps. Balls will eventually start going over the fence and you know, like Sean mentioned, you know, Brad Keller has had really had struggled with his location, really struggled with his control. And the Royals' offense has been bad. I mean, they're near the bottom and weighted on base average, weighted runs created plus against right-handed pitching. You know, from a talent perspective, obviously the Padres have been significantly better. But if you look at the Royals' bullpen, like it's not terrible. It's right around league average. Like stuff plus rating one hundred five. They're fourteenth in pip. and they actually have the second highest K per nine rate in baseball. So. I agree with Sean. I had projected the Royals at plus 143. So, you know, anything plus 165 or better, uh, there's definitely some value on the Royals. Quickly, Padres have lost seven of eight. We talked about this
2: Friday. I know neither of you were on that pod. It was myself, uh, myself, Tabundo, and Charlie. And I asked them both going into the weekend, are you willing to Looking into the Padres to win the NL West at plus plus one hundred and sixty. Well, now they're plus 400 after getting swept and scoring only four runs against the Dodgers over the weekend. Zerillo, are you, where are you at with the Padres? Cause I know you were really high on them before the year started.
3: Yeah. Let me see where, where Fangraphs has them currently, because I was thinking about it around the same time that you talked about it when they were only three and a half games back at the Dodgers. And it right. seemed like it would be a reasonable, but now Fangraphs has them at 13% to win the division which is probably closer to plus 750, plus 800. Um, and no, plus
2: 400 P- right now at that MGM.
3: Yeah, so that that's nowhere within range. And Pakoda has them at 18.5%, which is, let's get the implied number on that. I believe that is plus um plus 440. So it's still out of range on both numbers. I would yeah. probably pass at this point if you're looking to make a bet on the Padres maybe to make the playoffs, but even that is probably juiced up. So yeah, no, no interest probably for me in those markets. Frankly, the futures market has been really tight for most of the year. Um, I think they've done a good job updating and keeping it up to date on a day-to-day basis because I really, every time I've tried to look for value on some of these teams from a futures perspective, it has been difficult. Since we are talking about team futures, just really quickly, the Mets playing the Nationals today, Patrick Corbin on the mound, likely to win that game. I've been saying for the past week, I'm going to met the Mets to miss the playoffs either tonight or tomorrow morning after that game, because the Mets schedule for the next six weeks is probably their most difficult stretch of the entire season. They play almost nothing but playoff teams. And then the teams from the NL Central who are not the Reds, the Mets to miss the playoffs is the one team future I'm probably targeting right now, but I would wait until after today's game versus Corbin or tomorrow morning.
4: Okay.
2: Very good. And we did talk about that a little bit last week, but yeah. the timeliness matters after today is your overall point. Okay. We'll see if the Padres uh get their act together. Okay. Some final bets from both of you. And I should have said off the top. I usually do. I forgot. Zerillo's got opening pitch up at actionnetwork.com in the app. His write-up breaks down uh, the day's slate and he's got some uh, very – Friendly graphs that are easy on the eyes to help you understand what he's talking about elsewhere too. So Zarello, you've got one more you want to add. BJ's got a few more too.
3: And I have about one more for the road? Yeah, BJ and I both on the Reds first five money line here. I think it's a little short. I made it minus 135. I believe BJ made it closer to minus 145 or minus 150 for Hunter Green going against Connor Seabold. Siebold five, six, expected ERA for his career. He has pitched a little bit better this year. He's more of a pitch-to-contact guy. And the Rockies actually do have. A good team defense. So I like the first five under in this matchup when I bet it, probably out of range now. But if you get six at plus money, under would be my bet for the first five innings. But I also like the first five money line for the Reds. As I said, projected it closer to minus 135. So you can bet that up to minus 125 for Hunter Green. Curious to see how his slider looks going into course field. Sometimes these guys who are very heavy on a breaking ball can struggle with their command and cores. So maybe Green blows up both the money line and the first five under. But Based on where I have these numbers projected, how I view him as a pitcher relative to Connor Seabold, value on both the under
4: and the Reds for the first five innings.
2: Excellent. And BJ, you've got a, you've got that one plus a couple other first fives you want to give out.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'll just echo that. I do like the Reds for the first five innings. I think Connor Green is significantly better pitcher than Connor Seabold. And if you look at both the Reds and the Rockies against right handed pitching, they're essentially even. You know, the Rockies are just have an advantage defensively. You know, that Royals Padres game. I do like the under nine runs, you know, minus, you can play you know, minus one or better, uh, you know, walk obviously been good with his location. Like I already mentioned the Royals being bad against right hand pitching. And then hopefully Brad Keller can figure out his pitch mix. And once he does, I think the sky's the limit for him in that Royals rotation, I also like the angels for the first five innings going to fade Grayson Rodriguez with Shohei Otani. I mean, Grayson is obviously a really highly touted prospect He's been okay through his first few starts. His stuff plus is sitting around average, you know, 100 with the pitching plus of 103. Uh, Shohei, now that uh, Jacob DeGrom is hurt, is number one in baseball and stuff mm. plus. Every pitch is just incredible. So, uh, this is one of those scenarios where uh, I believe Shohei is a tad undervalued. And I do like the twins for the first five innings. You'll like this, Brennan, fading Noah Syndergaard with Pablo Lopez. I mean, Pablo Lopez has been an incredibly solid 3-5 XCRA pitcher for four years now. And Syndergaard has obviously fallen off a cliff. So, you know, fading the Dodgers lineup, who's one of the best against right-handed pitching, is kind of troublesome. But the Twins are much better against right-handed pitching than they are against lefties. So I like the Twins for the first five at even money.
3: I just want to comment Shohei Otani still quadrupled the price for AL Cy Young, as he is for American League MVP. He's even money for MVP. He's 4-1 to one for American League Cy Young. If you're going to bet those, but the Cy Young odds. I was on him, Cy Young, coming into the season. Once Rodan got hurt, I said he was the best pitcher in the American League. He is the best pitcher in the American League. Bet you Otani. If you're going to bet Otani for either MVP or Cy Young, bet him for Cy Young right now. But I have four to one's a little short. You're betting on health, but I, I think he is likely to get the double this year. And hopefully, he doesn't get traded to the National League.
4: Get the du- you, think yes, you think he could win both?
3: biggest risk. You think he can win both? Oh, absolutely, and I mean, if he's winning Cy and Young, he's, he's winning the favorite MVP. to win the MVP. So. If he's winning Cy Young, he's winning MVP, right? Like that, it's be almost impossible to deny him both if he wins Cy Young. Um, I, I was searching for somewhere desperately that would let me parlay both of those together in the off season. uh to their, you know, uh to their benefit. Shut those down. But uh, yeah, I mean, Otani is he projects as the best pitcher. The stuff plus says he's the best pitcher. It's, as BJ said, a question of does he get traded and does he make 28 to 30 starts because they only pitch him once a week. So you do have the workload concerns, but uh, the numbers say he should be there at the end.
2: Maybe he'll be on the Vegas A's in a few years.
3: Mm. All right, dogs all over the
2: episode today. Uh, Like it. Good stuff, fellas. Uh, 12-game slate. If you need more, again, you can find uh, Zerillo and BJ Cunningham in the Action Network app if they add anything else to their betting cards For Monday Slate, Zerillo's opening pitch article is up right now at ActionNetwork.com. You can find the article as well in the app. So, uh, folks, please also, one more reminder, leave that five-star rating and a review, positive or negative, for a chance to win a free year of Action Pro or some sort of Action Network swag. We're going to take this all the way up until the end of the month. So we're giving you some more time, and we would really appreciate, good or bad, your feedback. For Sean Zarello, BJ Cunningham, Brendan Lasheen, we are back. The pod's back tomorrow, Tuesday. Thanks for listening to Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast presented by BetMGM. Good luck, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Look at this crowd on its feet. What a tribute.
0: No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly.